In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hi, brides. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and today we are joined by Fallon Carter. She is the founder and creative director of Fallon Carter Wedding and Events. She's been named one of the top wedding planners in the world, Harper's Bazaar, Brides Magazine, Vogue, you know, just those. After the opportunity to help a friend plan their Paris wedding, she traded her original plan of attending law school with the dream career in wedding and event planning. So you have over 10 years experience. I can't wait to talk to you. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Let's do it. (laughs) I love it. So I was just kind of telling you a little bit before we started that I asked everybody what is like the number one thing that they would want from a like to know from a professional when it comes to wedding planning. And it was all about the timeline. So Mm. like I kind of want to go through from the moment they get engaged, what, what, the fuck are we doing? You know? (laughs) Um, so let's start at the very, very beginning. They just get engaged. What is the next step? Like, what do you think is like the first thing that they should do? Nothing. Just enjoy. Enjoy. I think a lot of people are calling me. I just got engaged last week. I just got engaged two weeks ago. I was like, you haven't even let it breathe. Like the ring hasn't even dried from the jewelers. So disinfectant. So I always encourage people, this is a moment that is really special. And people don't really embrace the fact that generally you're only being proposed to hopefully one time in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's a time to really let it marinate. So I say, take a couple weeks, collect your breath, like collect your thoughts, just sit down and enjoy in the love. And then you can start thinking about a potential time of year. Don't force yourself to find a venue. Don't even start thinking about dresses. Just think of like, when would we actually like to have a wedding? Yeah. And start thinking about that. Like spring, summer, that's Time of year. No yeah. pressure. Not You don't have to think of a date. Just think of when, maybe. And mm-hmm. that can help you kind of snowball into the other elements. But take a beat and then get to like, when do we actually want to do it? And the next step after that is start talking about how much money you want to spend on it. So the first thing you suggest, yeah, that's, you know, we'll get to that because there's a lot of questions about budget as well that people have. Um, So the first thing you suggest, obviously, like, enjoy, be a fiance, like, really, you know, like, bask in that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, let's say you decide, okay, we want to get married in the spring. And then the next step is, okay, budget. Let's talk. Mm -hmm. You decide your budget. Yeah. Do, do you suggest like making like write out the budget? Do you think it should just be a conversation? Because money is like it's a touchy subject for a lot of people. A hundred percent. And it's the number one stressor. It, yes. It's literally <laughs> you, it's so stressful. Like the thought of like talking about money like gives me such anxiety. Why? I, you know, like 
I just think it's really how you grow up. Like if you yeah. grow up in this situation, it you know, it's really just depends. But I like hate talking about it. I find that so I, – I have a but lot of couples. you need to. You need to because it's like yeah. – especially when you're communicating with your vendors. If you don't – if you're like, oh, my budget's flexible, well, that's a loose term. Flexible means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And right. when you think about it, this is one day. And the actual time that you're physically spent celebrating is somewhere between four to six hours. So it's a large investment that you're spending on a six-hour chunk of your life, right? Mm-hmm. So you really want to be mindful of, one, who is contributing to to it. So that's why I say, like you're saying, have that conversation. Is our parents mm-hmm. contributing to it? And how much are they thinking of contributing to it? Because mm-hmm. that will impact. You don't want to start even looking for a planner or even venues until you know what's my hard end cap right here. And then when it comes to budget, so you sit down, you have that that conversation. <laughs> um, and then you're you, sweating and no, it's I'm fine. Freaking out. Um, <laughs> freaking out. So you have that conversation. And like, what do you think? And I, not that you're telling people what to do by any means, but like when it comes to budget, like what do you think is like the number one, like priority? Like, is it venue usually photographer florals? Like what do you rank them? I always prioritize a venue just because it can give you the best of all the worlds. It can have rentals for you. Sometimes it'll have in-house catering and it'll have probably an aesthetic that you don't have to decorate so much. So if you get a crappy venue, you're going to have to blow a lot of dollars on flowers and change the carpet and add drapes and do all these things. Mm -hmm. So finding a great venue that has the bones and has a lot incorporated into it, it's a great start. And that's what we usually suggest is like focus on finding the perfect venue so that we the rest of the work and labor is very minimal. And you can kind of like dance around that and plan around the Correct. the venue. Okay. Correct. No, that Correct. makes a lot of sense. It's like, you know, I mean, if you're getting married and like, let's say like you're going for like that farm chic, like yep. then you can kind of go, okay, okay. That makes yeah, sense. I got you. <laughs> so you're a year out from your wedding. You picked a day. Yes. What are, what are you doing? You got to call a planner. You need to, you need, you need to find, and I I mean, not to like call me, but you should have someone (laughs) in your corner because they're going to be able to help you manage that budget. Because a lot of people are like, oh my God, I think I have 150, I have 200,000, whatever it is. I have this number in my head. Well, someone's going to help you allocate because you're spreading that across probably what, 10 vendors, give or take. So you want to identify how much should I even bucket or prioritize and get the most bang for my buck. So work with a professional, even if you're just hiring them for an advisory, like I want to just talk to you about how do I create a budget? And they're going to be the ones that help you with that planning timeline that gives you the milestones of, all right, I need to do invitations on this week and we need to send out, you know, details for this on that day. I need to get my dress by this time. So we generally, I don't know, I kind of do it for a living, but we have a roadmap to success that we use that works, Mm -hmm. whether you're planning for 12 months or if you're six months out and you're like, I want to get married. Okay. And now I'm just like kind of curious. This does not really have anything to do with the timeline. So <laughs> my bad. But it my thing is, is like, have you ever planned – like has someone ever come to you? And they're like, I want to get married in two months. I've done three months, two weddings back to back in two different destinations. Oh my yes. God. Was that like so crazy? <laughs> it was crazy. Um, I did cry afterwards, but we made it through and it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> like everything is fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Every- Everyone's fine. Everything's, everything's fine. <laughs> 
Um, so then, okay. So you have your venue, you do everything like that. You hired a planner, like six months out. What are you looking at? Is that when you start sending out save the dates? Is that when you start, what are you doing? Yep. Six to eight months is when you're sending out save the dates. And I generally suggest you should have everything. And we do destination mostly. Mm-hmm. I generally suggest at that six to eight month mark, try to have as many like anchored details as you can. So like mm-hmm. have a date. <laughs> yeah. If it's a destination, have your hotel block set have a time that you think the welcome event will happen. Because Mm -hmm. the best thing about sending out a save the date is that's when people actually go to your website and they actually start getting excited. And that's when you can start getting some responses. We, I like to save the invitation itself to be just as a general formality. And that's Mm -hmm. maybe where you're picking your chicken fish or whatever. But Mm -hmm. when you send the save the dates out, having that link to a website that's complete makes guests excited. And they're like, you know what? I am going to book my ticket to Italy today and I will go ahead and get my room situated and I'm going to RSVP now. And you have a better understanding of how many guests are coming well before you're sending invitations, which is generally six to eight weeks, sometimes 12 weeks given a destination event. Yeah. And I mean, I've had, you know, people send me the save the date and it's so nice to kind of like get that idea of like, okay, I will have this coming up in June. Yep. I know I have another one coming in July. Like yep. it's, <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's nice to have that. And if, especially having a website, there was a lot of questions I got about websites, which we'll get to a little bit later. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> okay. So you have like all your anchors, you have like, you probably have your venue, you Catering. have catering. Do you have your photographer by six months? Yeah. So photography has become its own inflated, huge, huge. It's huge with social media. It is huge with social. So we're usually, after we're booking a venue, we're going right into solidifying our photography and our video team. Before it used to be catering, but now I've bumped catering to even after stationary, which is really weird. So wow everyone's big on visuals. Everyone's big on the aesthetic. What's it going to look like? Who's going to shoot it? Let's send out the correspondence and then we'll talk food. Okay. This is interesting. (laughs) So now you're three months out. What are we doing? What are the brides looking at? Well, within that six to eight months, I'm still getting a good amount of vendors underway just because they're after COVID, everything's inflated. Everyone's hurrying to get married. So we're trying to book mm-hmm. as many vendors as possible, as quickly as possible. But I would say at the three month is when you're really refining your design. So this is when you're understanding like which vessels are your flowers going to be in. Like the little details. The micro details. Mm-hmm. Welcome bags is when you're thinking of like, what am I sourcing for the destination? All of those little micro elements. Um, Mm -hmm. This is also when you're working through your day of stationery. So any fabrications, how are we doing the escort board walls? Like this is our design process time. Okay. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X. 
as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When do you think they should start looking at like bridesmaids dresses? When should bridesmaids Ooh. really start to get their shit together? The moment you have a venue and the moment you have a venue, start shopping for your dress. And mm-hmm. immediately after you've solidified your dress, go into the helm of getting your attire for your for your ladies. I'm also anti-bridesmaids though. So I'm like, can we just like not? <gasps> oh my God, tell me more. I love this hot take. Okay, tell me. They're just so draining. They're kind of useless. Um, I haven't identified their purpose yet other than they're expensive. They're ex- like hair and makeup is like $250 a person at this point. It's so a lot. It's hair and makeup. It's dresses. The flower budget goes up because I need bouquets for all of them that they hold for like a 20-minute ceremony and then they chuck them. Uh-huh. And they just are so needy on the day and they want hot tea and then they want this and then I need to have someone steam. I'm like, babe. Babe, can we like not? Can we You're just like, have your this friends? This is not about you right this now. Not. <laughs> yeah. you, we do not need you. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, I am pro like have your friends dress in a great dress. We can take some pictures with them. They can come. Uh, another planner friend told me she does champagne hours where she has all the girlfriends come. They get the hair and makeup done before. But they really do slow up our flow. And I love you all. But I'll just sit you in the front row. What's the tip to being <laughs> a good bridesmaid coming from a planner? Like if if the bride's like, I need to have my sisters, like what is a good tip for them? I say keep it under five or less. Okay. And if you want to be a good bridesmaid, uh, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know because if you want to host bridesmaids, I never want to say pay for – have them pay for their makeup. And I always think you should gift makeup as a service for them because they probably bought an expensive dress that you picked that you mm-hmm. love and shoes and they're, they're flying and they're doing all of this stuff. Just, just be gracious, I guess. Yeah. And be and come like with your own in a tea. good mood. <laughs> exactly. Come in you a know good what I mean? Mood. Come in a good mood. Come to celebrate, like come to like really lift your, your girly up. That part. And don't it's, like change your hair color randomly the day don't before. Don't get bangs. Don't do anything. Because <laughs> as someone who literally decided in Feb, my one of my really good friends was getting married in May, <laughs> I decided to get curtain bangs in like February. Biggest mistake of my life. Never do it. I really okay. thought I was going to be like a bang girl. Like I thought oh. I was going to be living this life. And I wasn't. I hated it. I'm sorry. It's okay. And then, so then like the day of the wedding, I was like, oh my God, like how do we style these? So don't get bangs. Don't get bangs before Say your less. Don't wedding. get bangs. 
Don't give bangs. Okay. So I love that tip, especially because I get that question a lot on brides where they're like, how many bridesmaids is too many? You know, so you think five or less. I think five or less. Because like hair and makeup, depending on the time of your ceremony, if it's like three or four, like you have Mm -hmm. to get up at six o'clock to have all these people – getting hair and makeup. And I'm like, it's really unnecessary. It's a long Sorry, day. Love- it's, it's a, a long, long day. day. And then and then you have the after party afterwards, usually. People are half dead during dessert. Like, we're like, spice up, guys. We get, we got more to come. Like- yeah, it's a, it's a long day. Okay, so we, we covered three months out. Now let's do like a month-ish out. Like, what are, what are the final things people should be like refining and doing? This is generally when we're doing, we call it our Amazon month. Um, we're ordering all the tchotchkes of the things that we need. So okay. whether you're doing cake plates or you're trying to do a sparkler exit or just the guest book, those little things. If you didn't get them during your bridal shower, this is when we're doing a mass order. If you're, we're watching the weather during this time, like, okay, do we need to up ramp up on heaters if we're doing something outside? Oh, okay. Um, so you're really being a lot more mindful mindful of your guest experience and just tweaking things like, oh, let's get mosquito repellents because we're going to be laid out or let's get the some more station stuff. So this is when you're ordering things. All of your vendors should be booked at this time. There's nothing a month out that's happening. Um, and during the month, we're also this last month, we're having a lot of more transparent conversations with vendors. So we're talking through the run of show really granularly. We're giving family, hey, your call time for pictures is this time. Okay. Making sure a tire is truly set. And also this is when you're probably working with your hotel to ship anything. If you're, again, as we're destination, we're shipping a lot of like, we're shipping our linens. We're shipping, again, the welcome back stuff. So this is a time to... You're ordering and shipping. <laughs> so Yeah, you're you're shipping and handling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so when do you think they should have like their day of timeline like set? I would say a month, a hundred percent. Okay. But we work with our before we even book a vendor, we have a run of show in place. Like we guesstimate a guest experience after we book the venue. Um, and we say, okay, this is our end time. This is the time of loadout. Just because a lot of people miss the concept of the hours that their venue has. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're just planning broad strokes. I'm like, this sounds great. But there's no need to shop for like a 12-hour photography package if you actually only need eight. So having right. a run of show in place ahead of time lets you articulate everything to your vendors on the front and exactly the hours you need. And I'm curious, and I know a lot of people, again, this is like literally the number one question. It was about timelines. Is like, what does your ideal day of timeline look like? Well, I guess it really depends. It's It's a long day. (laughs) And I have them in two different sections. So I have a section of getting ready. I have a section for vendor arrival. Um, Just because all of your vendors are doing something completely different while you're in hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. And your guys are doing something. So like, are they going to play golf in the morning? Is there a transportation for them? Is breakfast <laughs> arriving? So <they're- laughs> the guys playing golf in the morning like kills me. Like they just live large that day. Like they're like eating donuts and like drinking and going golfing. And like <laughs> we're like sitting. I, I, we're up at 6 a.m. Yeah. Like, sc- scarfing down champagne, which isn't that bad, but right. I've even had groomsmen go for shooting. And I was like, so can we not? Because you might die. What do you <laughs> mean shooting? <laughs> like we, we go on hunting trips. And so if we're out in the woods someplace, if a destination oh. like that, they go shooting. And I'm like, please come back all together with all of your limbs Yeah, attached. please. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> being like, sorry, babe, like her getting that call, like – 
Oh my gosh, we went <laughs> like, skeet shooting and like <laughs> Billy lost a, an arm. Like that—that's so crazy. So I prefer the golf outings a hundred percent. A little bit more chill. I love. <laughs> I, that sounds lovely. And then, when do you think like dinner and stuff should happen? Like, if you're getting married at like four o'clock, mm-hmm. do you when do you think like dinner should happen? Because I know that there's like cocktail hour photos. Yep. Do you think photos should happen before? You can do it both ways. Um, if you want to have it ha- to happen before, that's great. I love a first look, but I'm also traditional, so I don't knock anyone who wants to do the walk down the aisle and see it first. Totally fine. That's your cocktail hour. So I'm like, do you want to give up cocktail hour for those po- photos or do we want to bump up an hour and have the three or two to three thirty situation happening before That's your ceremony? Choice. Yeah. But also the lighting sometimes is a little bit better earlier in the day. You're, you're fresh and clean. You're not kissed on. You're not crying. Like, yeah. so I always suggest if you want to do pictures after your ceremony, consider your hair and makeup team staying on so that they can touch you up before you go into a full on portrait session. Yeah. Cause if you're crying during your ceremony, it, it gets spicy. Yeah. So we <laughs> was like, we need to, maybe we need to hook that up real quick. Yeah. But for ser- for timing, generally I suggest giving your guests a 30 minute window for arrival, depending mm-hmm. on if you have punctual guests or not. So generally we're like, if your invite is four o'clock, we're running your ceremony from 4.30 to five. Five okay. to six is your cocktail hour and six to 10 is dinner. So, or six to 10 is, you know, dinner and dancing. Reception, right. Correct. So- for the most part, all of our couples are looking to have a party. They're like, hour and a half is your dinner, and then the rest of the time is for dancing. Now, the things that eat up that hour and a half or that time sitting down is all of those bridal party entrances that last a decade because you want a special song for every person that's coming in, and you want to announce them all and give them shine, which is great because they've done nothing. And then (laughs) – sorry. You can tell how I feel about this. I love a strong opinion. (laughs) Um, And then – Outfit changes, so you want to calculate those in if you want to dress change into another outfit. But ultimately, you can do dinner in an hour and a half and then have the rest of the time for dancing, and then 10 o'clock, you're out. Do you suggest people do speeches like during dinner? I do. During. Okay. like To kind of like – so it doesn't run super long, and then you correct. can like really get to the party, which correct. is like – what you really want. Right? The point. Yeah. So work with your, I always say work with your catering captain. Um, and that's a great catering conversation to have because sometimes they're being mindful of like, oh, we don't want to interrupt anything if toasts are happening. And we're like, yes, keep pouring the wine, keep, keep everything going, maybe mm-hmm. just stop service. But we generally run all of our toasts the moment a plate is in front of every single guest. Okay. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I want to talk tips with you. Mm. I got a lot of questions from brides asking just a ton of like little little tips and tricks. Um, so as a wedding planner, what is something that you see couples do that you just don't maybe think is necessary or something you just advise against mm. doing the day of? That's a hard one. I don't I don't ever suggest not doing something. Okay. Because <laughs> you're like, if, if this is something you want to do, we can make it happen. Do it. Yeah. Type of vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What is the most realistic way to save money when it comes to budgeting for your wedding? Your guest count. It adds up. The Every guest, guest is the determining factor of your I, budget. I have a really close friend who wants to have like a micro wedding and she literally has been saying this for forever. 
And she like made her little list like one day, like last week. And she texted me. She goes, it's like 50 people already. Like, what do I do? I'm like, girl, I don't know. Well, what's micro to her? Because I was like, to an Indian wedding, 50 is micro. Yeah, she literally <laughs> wanted like 10 people. And she's like, uh, she was like making the list. She was like, you know, and then my sister and then like her. I'm like, you are a mess. Okay. So budget, you like, is the people. That's the biggest thing. 100%. Okay. Because it's forks, napkins, plates, glassware. Everything adds up by the amount of people. Yeah. I mean, and I can tell you the average per guest if you want to know. Please. Um, so right now we're looking at, for your basic cute bud vases, a little ceremony structure, about 2000 a guest for every single element. So if you take the whole entire wedding budget, photography, oh my video, God. Like, flowers, food, Bev, everything, you're looking at about 2000 a guest. You can get it down to 1000 or maybe like 1500 if you're saucy. Okay. Um, and this is not including a band. This is a DJ. Okay. Maybe a string duo. I just saw like my life like flash before my eyes. <laughs> so a hundred okay. guests, you're thinking at about two hundred thousand dollars. And so if she wants fifty, if she's got fifty grand, she could probably do a really cute wedding oh for fifty gosh. people. Okay. Cute. 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 Ooh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's safe really space. crazy. Safe space. You know, we love a safe space. <laughs> What's a good idea, like a good way to make an elopement feel elevated? Mm. Like if it's just like two people wanting to share like a special moment together. So I did an elopement in Venice at the Amman there where George Clooney and Amal got married. And we did two days um, and we did a whole photo shoot. So we did one day literally of them just on the – gondola rides, the whole thing. We, we flew the photographer out, video, but just literally a whole photo moment of them. Um, and then the second day we had, you know, the formal church, the walking through the city. And that's, I thought that was pretty freaking elevated. We rented in the Amman hotel, a room for them. We had a full banquet dinner, just them. And it was a, it was lavish. I thought it was spectacular. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. I really enjoyed oh it. Gosh. So it's pick a great destination, take a really killer photo team, but have fun with your attire mm-hmm. um, and treat it like a true lavish dinner. Yeah. Like really yeah. treat yourself. Treat yourself. I'm thinking of my parents' <laughs> wedding. They literally had three people there. They got married on Christmas Eve and like they were just – yeah, my mom wore black. It was like a whole thing, you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah, she was. She's crazy. She's spicy. Yeah, she's Mary. Is, <laughs> Mary doesn't play Ooh. around. She's yeah. She's really something else. Okay, what do you think of late night snacks at weddings? Like, do you think it's a waste? Nope. Okay. People are trashed. I love and it. Hungry. I need it. And they're hungry. Mm-hmm. They're ravenous. So I don't know what happens <laughs> to me like between the hours of like dinner and like the late night snack, but I become like a feral animal. <laughs> like I need food <laughs> and like I always miss it. I don't know how I miss it sometimes. It's awful. I find it so bizarre. I'm like, you guys just ate. But the moment that you see some fries walking past, oh it's like God. these people have not been fed in a week. They're, pizza? they're uh, Yes. I love like a food <laughs> truck moment. Like yes. if you look at a food truck and they make it like a thing. 
Um, I love a grilled that. cheese. Like count me in. Oh my God. Right now. I'm so hungry right <laughs> now. Like I'm literally like, okay. Oh, this was a question. I got this a few times was how do you choose a hotel mm. and a hotel block for guests? Like what are guests looking for in that oh. hotel block Okay, or out of their hotel? So, okay. Hotel blocks are their own beast. Mm. One thing you want to consider is your guest experience. So you want to find a hotel that one may have a shuttle that does some, some loop radius. Um, mm-hmm. You want to find a hotel that does a complimentary block. And after COVID, this has been a little rare. A complimentary block, you can hold 10 rooms, sometimes 15 for free. No problem. They hold some rooms for you 30 days before the event. They release them if no one's booked them. Most of the hotels we're working with now require a contract block, which means you're on the hook for the rooms that you're holding. And if people don't book them, you still have to pay for them. So what a lot of times what we've been doing now is getting as many blocks as we can, but sometimes you're not able to get enough to supplement for all of your guests. Mm -hmm. So we're suggesting via the website, hey, we don't have a block here, but this hotel is really great. It's in walking distance to the venue. It's got a shuttle. It's got a jacuzzi, whatever the da-da-da-da are. Mm -hmm. Um, And that way they can make their own decision to at least book the rooms on their own and they can choose their own adventure. We also suggest linking to local Airbnbs if you're in a place where there aren't a lot of hotels. Mm -hmm. But after you get your venue, transportation and hotel blocks should be a great conversation if that's a need for you because those, those usually go really fast depending on where you are. Yeah. Another thing to consider about hotel blocks, I know I'm hitting you hard here, but oh, um, I love it. Um, think of your after-party location. So I always suggest a host hotel that may have a great bar that's open late. Um, and just let the hotel management know, like, hey, we're having a wedding here. We're probably going to slam you between 11 and 12 if you want to yeah. stock some extra bartenders. Yeah. Just throwing that here. Um, but have have a have your like, your host hotel at least be in the scene and cute and mm-hmm. have the vibe. Yeah. You definitely – I feel like you would want, like, the vibe to, like, carry over, you know? 100%. If that's what you are choosing to do. Yes. <laughs> Which vendors do you need to tip? Okay, catering, I say tip them sometimes, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes. And caterers who are listening to this, don't kill me. Um, look at your contract and look at what you're paying for really detailed and identify. Mm-hmm. I would say tip your servers, tip your bartenders, and tip your chef. Because um, usually that administrative fee sometimes takes care of things, but ask questions. Definitely tip your photographer and your video because they're on their feet the longest. Tip your planners. Sometimes people don't tip planners and they're thinking we just tip us, please. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're also on our feet. We're bending over. We're scissoring things. I yeah. go home. Cut, I mean, if you've seen the wedding planner, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez is, you know, she's in the trenches. She's doing a lot. I've rolled she's over. like a therapist. <laughs> she's got a sewing kit. She's got glue. She's got All everything. The things. All the things. Um, you can tip your floral designers. It's just they're rarely there for you to tip them, but I've had mm-hmm. a couple tip their floral designers because they've gone above and beyond. But I always say tip the people that have been extremely generous and kind to you throughout the planning process and that may be throwing things in extra. Um, definitely tip your band members, definitely tip your DJ, and always your hair and makeup. Okay. I think I that's get that everyone. question a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was – yeah. I feel like that's – Minus the officiant. You can tip them if you want. It's a church. A donation to their church I think is great. Yeah. If it's okay. your friend, just pay for their flight or something. Yeah, like treat them. <laughs> yeah, treat Give them. them something. Yeah. When it comes to family members who are chipping in for the wedding, how much say do you think that they should get? 
the percentage of which they donate. <laughs> okay, like let's say parents are like, we're paying for your wedding. It's like, unfortunately, in my opinion, I feel like they probably will get a lot of say. They get a lot of say. Yeah. As much as I, I have to, and that's where we're at a lot of the times. I have to mediate between two people and I just have to, we just have to have a conversation about it. And we want the bride and the groom to be exceptionally happy. Um, but we also know where our our money's coming from. So we're going to do our yeah. best to get everyone to smile. Do you find that like that you have to kind of facilitate those conversations a mm-hmm. lot? Like if the bride is coming to you, like, you know, my mom is saying this, like, can you talk to her? Like, do you always, do you kind of do that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Especially when we have a more traditional mom and we have a, a, most of our couples are younger, more modern, and they have a take on things. Um, we just have a whole conversation and we say, these are the pros, these are the cons. First look for one of our couples was like, it was, the mother was like, that is blasphemy. I cannot believe you would want it. So we just had to talk about logistics and the timing and just seeing reason to things. And that was really helpful for her to, to come around. Yeah. I think like if you give people like a good explanation and really come to them from a place yeah. of like, this is just really what I want. Like, don't come at from a defensive place. I think most of the time, like things hopefully can work yeah. out. I don't want to speak to every situation, yeah. but because I don't it's know. Emotion. It's emotion. It's emotion. At the end of the day. There's a lot of emotions. There's so much like, <laughs> there's so much emotion that day. So you got Family a lot, you got a lot to just, everyone brings their best self to the meetings is what I say. I was like, so have we all eaten? Everyone's eating today, right? Great. All right. Let's jump in. (laughs) I know. I love that. So I want to get into some hot takes and unpopular opinions. People wrote in what they they feel about weddings now, their unpopular opinions and stuff like that. So I'm just really curious. We already kind of touched on one, so I won't ask it. It was like (laughs) about after parties. Someone felt that they are overkill. Um, and people are tired and they are like not doing it. So we okay. kind of talked, we talked about that. But then um, wedding favors. What do you think about mm. wedding favors? They feel that they're eh. out. They're out. Yeah. I say give a gift bag. If you're like for a destination, give the things that you think people won't bring that they'll need. And that's something to enhance a guest experience. So mm-hmm. a lot of our dining is alfresco. So I'm always like, have some mosquito wipes around, have a blanket. Um, have things that keep mm-hmm. people comfortable. And if they want to take them away, they can do that. Okay. That's that's a good advice. Yeah. Or sunscreen if you're at the beach, that kind of thing. Like it's really funny. I have this, <laughs> I have this bullet point. It's funny because like we've already talked about some of these things like throughout this conversation. Um, someone felt that bridesmaids are unnecessary. And I think, I mean, wh- what do you think about that? <laughs> I don't know. Depends yeah. on the day. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm championing that 100% by my – like I actually know planners who charge extra if you have a right. wedding party. And I'm like, I am implementing that in 2023 for sure. Oh, my gosh. Was 2022 <laughs> like a really busy – I mean, Hated it was it. like the busiest year, <laughs> right? It was. It was. It was like two point something million weddings happened this year. It was spicy. It was spicy. What do you – I mean, obviously the pandemic um, is the reason, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even and know also, everyone that. appreciated. I think everyone appreciated life a little bit more, and it's like the influx of let's just love on each other and get married. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like time is mm-hmm. fleeting. I, I kind of got that vibe too. And a lot of people met 
and fell in love during COVID. So we had a lot of COVID brides. Love in the time of Corona. Love in the time of the Corona. Love in the time of Corona. (laughs) And I think too, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, is like destination weddings, like they used to be, I feel people thought of them more of like a headache. Mm -hmm. And now because of COVID, people are like, oh my God, an excuse to take a vacation uh, excuse to be around people I love. Like, I really think, like you said, like time is fleeting. Like, let's, let's fucking do it. Let's, mm-hmm. and th- most people are like doing it pretty big now. Way big. I've been seeing really big <laughs> weddings. Like, and I feel like I never, I saw like the average size, like on social media. And now I'm like, oh, my people mm-hmm. are like going big or going home, you know? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A lot of our couples were, a micro size, 75, and now we're getting, hey, we want to take 200 people to Italy. And I was like, really? Like, there, people are going big, and I'm loving it because I yeah. love destination. And people are always like – and I've been talking to people on this podcast about it too. Like, they invite people to their destination wedding not really expecting that many to maybe come. <laughs> and they're like – and they're here. Like, it's crazy. I'm like, I love that though. Like, I do too. Make a moment of it. Like, make a weekend of it if you want. Like, really, because like you said, time is fleeting. I think we learned how precious time really is Mm -hmm. during COVID. And I I just love that. I'm I'm so grateful for it. 100%. I mean, it was literally the worst. (laughs) We were in hell. Um, But we're coming out and we're coming out. Everyone's happy. Everyone's smiling. And everyone wants to get on the airplane and go somewhere. And everyone like loves love, you know? Yeah. People are saying no to signage. What do you think? Mm. I guess like define signage. I, yeah. Right? I was like – like the signage that says like Mr. and Mrs. on hanging on a chair. I was like, yeah, we can ixnay that. But I love some directional signage that helps, especially when I'm on a big plot of land mm-hmm. and we're moving people to like, okay, the ceremony was over there, but now we need to I, – I can't use humans all the time. It's like I'm going to need some signage. I yeah. love a great bar sign. And I like information. I like to know where my restrooms are. I like to know where my escort board is or, you know, how how am I being seated? I love signage because I'm a big stationary girl. So I'm what actually you, pro signage. What do you what do you suggest <laughs> when it comes to like stationary? Like what do you love to see? What is something that you feel brides should have on their signage or on their stationary? Um, from a sustainable standpoint, I would say lean into as many electronic I love an electronic save the date. I love invitations with QR codes that link back to the website. To I the love RSVP using or correct. Just to kind of yeah. okay. To RSVP to make things as extremely easy as possible. So if you are mailing something or if you're printing something, keeping it as minimal as possible. Um I would love to one day do a QR code escort board. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, But I am, even though I'm sustainable, I'm like, okay, we'll do the save the date here, electronic, but let's, I want to print everything else. I know. But Um, like invitations, you mean like old school? I I love an old school. I'm an old school girl. I love an invitation. I love a place card and an escort card. I like to be sat at my table at the place that you want to sit me. I love that extra step. I think it elevates the experience too. Hundred like percent. I think if it's done right, I think it can really elevate the experience. I know people are like really against um, like paper products, like having like program the program. Thank you. Oh my I, god, I, I was like it was done a pro- Yeah, I have not done a program in ages, but I think with everyone having so many dietary restrictions, it's like I cannot get rid of a menu like as much as I'd love to try. Mm-hmm. But it's also just a great addition to decor, like. I don't need to do a program. The only time I do a program is if we're having like a multicultural ceremony 
and it's going to be a long one. I need mm-hmm. you to know where we're taking a snack break. So, <laughs> like, yeah. um, but menus, I think are great, especially if you can dual print and have that place card printed on top. So that way you're only doing an escort board that might be on a mirror or, you know, wipeable or something like that. If sustainability is truly on your mind, talk to your stationery about rice paper or compostable paper. Um, if that's something that's, you know, sticking in you. Yeah. Okay. That's really good advice. Okay. (laughs) And next up I have the Betches Help Desk, which is when a bride writes in and give, we give them our advice and our take on whatever Hmm. situation and qualm they might be having. Okay. It says, I'm a June, 2023 bride and I want to call off the wedding, but not the marriage. Do any other brides feel this way as they continue planning? I wanted a micro wedding slash elopement, fly to Hawaii with our immediate family members and have an intimate wedding. My future husband wanted a big wedding with everyone there. So I said, okay, let's do it since that's what will make him happy. Now we're months in, thousands of deposits put down and invested. And I'm realizing that the wedding isn't what I want and it's not even for me. It's for the guests. And that makes me unhappy. Am I wrong to feel that way? I'm mostly looking for opinions on both sides. Should I be enjoying the big wedding type celebration or am I okay wanting to elope after spending all this time, money, and energy? Elope, girl. Okay. Even though she put deposits down. Okay. If you put deposit down on a venue, identify what you're willing to lose. Um, I am pro-elopement. Everyone is like, as a wedding planner, where would how would you get married? And I would elope. Um, just because I know the pressure for me would just be monstrous to mm-hmm. prove my ability. Well, yeah, I, you're a wedding <laughs> planner. <laughs> it's like, I'm not even going to step into that zone of trying to prove myself. Yeah. Like you can't be a hairdresser with a bad haircut, you know? That part. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would say if that's what's on your heart and that's what you're feeling, planning a wedding is not easy, even with a planner. And it's only going to get more expensive. And it's especially with inflation. If you're into this and you're feeling that way, you need to jump and do what's right for your heart. I'm very big on intuition and you're going to look at everything on the day and just be like, ugh, or you're going to have to change your attitude real quick and start to fall in love with this process for it to go well because you're going to hate mm-hmm. the re- the rest of this planning time. So Yeah. Do you think that there's like an in-between that she could do? Like if she wanted to elope and then maybe kind of give her husband like his dream of having a big thing, like maybe with a dinner, like a local, like big – like she could do a party. I mean, if yeah. she wants to – and we've had some couples do something similar where they do have like a micro situation with 10 people or eight people with, you know, somewhere off where it's great. And they come back and we do a really lavish party. So if she's already booked the venue and maybe she has a band and some food and bev, turn it into a, a cocktail-style reception where you're inviting everyone to come for a great party. You can mm-hmm. wear a fun dress and just have a night of dancing and light bites and and stations and really cool fun. Yeah. I feel like that's a good idea. And I feel like you said, I'm really big on intuition too. I'm really big on like trusting your gut. And if something like really is not feeling right, I think you should just go with that. And it's going to be a tough conversation to have, you know, but what's going to be worse, having that conversation or have, you know, spending all this time, energy and money on something that you truly like, it sounds like you hate. Yeah. You know? I was like, you sound like you're having a terrible time yeah, and, you're get- it- and you want your guest experience to be delightful. Right. And if you're not will- willing to put in the energy to make your guests feel that, I would say don't try. No. <laughs> so- yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, this was amazing. You gave yeah, me so much you. knowledge, so much insight. I loved having you on. I definitely want to have you back. I know that, you know, 
summer, spring, summer, you're going to be booked and Hot fire. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I want you to tell everybody like where they can find you, follow you, hire you, you know, like I want to know. All right. So I'm, my name is Fallon Carter and my Instagram is Fallon Carter events. And I don't know if I have a Twitter account anymore anyway, but um, Twitter is a hot mess. I don't know what's going on over there. My email is info at Fallon Carter events. And then our website is Fallon Carter events.com. So call us, do all the things. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely beautiful website with all the weddings on there, all the photos. It's like super beautiful. I love it. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for joining us and I'll see you guys next week until death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Samantha Bush, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Samantha Bush. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.